0: Welcome to Hope Blooms, a podcast from the Early Pregnancy Loss Association. At EPLA, we seek to support women and families suffering early pregnancy loss by providing resources, education, and community. It is our vision that no one suffers miscarriage alone. Welcome back to Hope Blooms. I'm Emily Carrington, EPLA's Executive Director. And I'm Stephanie Gordon, the EPLA Board Member. So Steph and I today are going to talk about something that has been really important to the Early Pregnancy Loss Association from the very beginning, which is identifying the financial burden Hmm. of pregnancy loss. And so much about pregnancy loss, I think, is hidden and in isolation and sort of unknown. And we talk a lot about the physical burden and try to bring awareness to that. But I also think it's really important do we realize there's a major financial burden with miscarriage? Um, and I found this great article, which we'll post in our comments. This was written last July, 2022. Um, and it was titled, No One Really Talks About Miscarriages or How Much mm-hmm. They Cost. Mm. <laughs> which both is true. Mm-hmm. But we do. <laughs> we yes, talk we about do. it
1: <laughs> all
0: The time. Yes. So this article was following a woman, let me get her, Erin Schultz, through her pregnancy. And it talks about that she had a DNC and that her final out of pocket was $4,173. Then she had a second miscarriage um, and that that was even more expensive because of testing and other needs to figure out the loss of her pregnancy. But luckily, she had met the family deductible at $4,900, yeah. but it would have been way more had she let a calendar right. year pass. Oof. It would have been double, I think, yeah. at least. So it goes. it goes through her story. And I just, it's so, some of these numbers here are amazing. In this article, the average DNC bill for an uninsured woman runs about $7,000 for outpatient facility costs and $1,000 in physician fees. So this is a major, I have heard of miscarriage costs up to nine dollars and $10,000 right? if they include an ER visit. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the costs that stack up, I think what's hard too is there's not like one, like this is your miscarriage cost. Of women we've talked to and stories we've read. You can have ambulance rides, Mm -hmm. which those are not cheap. Right. You can have ER visits. You can have surgery, prescription costs, ultrasounds, Mm -hmm. blood work. Mm -hmm.
1: And then we don't also talk, we
0: don't talk about
1: the emotional side effects of receiving those bills.
0: Right. (laughs) Right. Right. So she says she received her bill at like a year. Because there was Which, a that's crazy fight to me. with So more than a year later, the insurance company went back and forth with the hospital for several months of the, after the procedure. So I only just received the final bill, Schultz says. Hmm. That's so long. Yeah. And so devastating. I know I received. Well, so my first miscarriage, I chose to have a DNC. I remember too like my that OBGYN I had to like make payments on my birth before I like during my pregnancy oh my word Emma. I don't even know how all the money like worked out but like I think I ended up getting reimbursed a little bit cuz I like obviously never had a birth but I don't think I got all that back because it covered my like OBGYN fees mm. expenses from visits mm. but the morning of my I went to the surgical center, which was just an outpatient surgical center with everything from like foot surgeries to you know, miscarriages. This was down in Texas. It was a bigger town than where I live now. And I had to show up with a $500 check wow. to get in. And what was that for? Just like a surgical deposit? Surgical fees. Okay. Yeah, that was for, I don't know, use of the room. Because then after that, I got a bill from my surgeon and a bill from my anesthesiologist. And were they all separate? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what those totaled. That's, that's my, I was both young and really privileged at that point that we really hadn't had any medical distress. Mm -hmm. So I just sort of paid them and moved forward. Um, because we had a lot more in our medical savings than we do now, right? Um, <laughs> but, um, and we didn't have any we didn't have the other. so I'll admit, I mean, i kind of I kind of feel bad at my ignorance that first time. I was just like, well, medical things are expensive. and mm-hmm. we were sort of decently insured. I don't think we had an HSA, but we had. We were sort of okay, but we were also, I was 27. My husband was 30. Mm-hmm. There really wasn't a lot of medical needs or expenses. Mm-hmm. So I think it was sort of the first time we had been met with any sort of serious medical expenses. And probably, a, a, hopefully a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, that you're not bearing a lot of other medical expenses in your 20s. But, yeah. So... My first one was not was was the more expensive loss, but also made sense mm-hmm. at a DNC, um, like this woman. My second time, I miscarried at home, and it still cost me a few hundred dollars.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that was shocking. But doctors' visits, ultrasounds,
1: yeah.
0: confirmation ultrasounds. Mm-hmm. I had after I delivered everything. I came back in for I don't know, like my. Fourth ultrasound of the month mm-hmm. to make sure that everything was passed so you know in some ways she says like at least i they were all in one year but in other ways it's like you don't even get done paying for one before you start paying for the next right so my
1: miscarriage again this was in 2012 so times were a little different but i went to triage And then I was in a room and I had blood work done. I had a traditional um, ultrasound, then I had a transvaginal ultrasound. So I believe I paid a little over $2,000 just for that one visit Mm -hmm. to triage. And I remember doing a payment plan. So (laughs) it's just, it's just terrible, you know? And I just, receiving that bill, you know, several months later, where you're kind of like maybe starting to get over the hump a little bit. Not really, but, you know, it's not consuming your every moment. And then you're like, oh, so now we have this bill for thousands of dollars. Right. Not to mention, like you had said, blood work afterward. Mm -hmm. I had to do that for several weeks. Mm -hmm. Doctor visits. That was just...
0: That was just three hours in right. a room. Right, right. I, in some ways, paying the like 93 or $97 bill for after my second miscarriage was like more painful than like showing up with 500 which mm. this is just me. Other people might find it different, but like what you said, like you're starting to sort of be okay. So like- that week I was just sort of in the twilight zone. Nothing felt real. Nothing felt, the week uh, that I had surgery, nothing felt real, nothing felt normal. Everything felt like the twilight zone. So I just wasn't even like capable of feeling that. And again, with the privilege that that wasn't, I wasn't worried about groceries the next week either. (laughs) So I, but that $93 bill, yeah, it came like six to eight weeks after. I was yeah. kind of okay. Yeah, I mean, I remember it was like a decent sunny, maybe November day, and I, <laughs> like, I went to lunch with my husband that day, and I was just, I was also just mad. Yeah, like, it's like you understand
1: <sighs> that there are obviously medical fees, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Wait, those are not <laughs> unjust. <laughs> it's, At- it's not. It, it's
1: it's it, it's all part of it. But also, I was not expecting, I guess, that amount. But why, how would I know? Well, and I think, or how do women know, really?
0: Right. And I think that, right, their medical fees, I i never dispute that they're inherently unjust or argue that they're unjust. Sure. There's almost no medical fees except for the delivery of my baby that I'm like, woohoo, That was so happy. (laughs) Um, Like, I understand that it costs money and the nurses and doctors need paid and facilities need built. And I I never want to dispute that. Mm -hmm. And I'm not I'm not qualified to dispute insurance and medical costs. I have no idea. But the basic principle that we should pay in the system we have, Mm -hmm. the if you have an ultrasound or a surgery, yes, your anesthesiologist needs paid. Mm-hmm. I don't dispute that. Right. But I think there's an awareness we have to have that this can be, I don't think we realize how much of a financial burden this can be. When someone has cancer, people start GoFundMes right away. Yeah. Because cancer is expensive. Yes. And, and uh, miscarriage is expensive. Miscarriage is expensive too. And, you know, and what's hard, you know, okay, so... My, my husband had cancer, mm. and our bills were very high, but also they weren't. We had a deductible, but people supported us and gave us, and we needed that financial support. And I don't want to, the financial burden of cancer was, quote-unquote, greater. Mm. But again, cancer costs money, miscarriage costs money, broken legs cost money. They all cost money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's something about the miscarriage bills that just, like, also, my husband was healed from cancer, right? Like, I paid them for a product it's that like, I am glad
1: to have. <laughs> it's like paying for a death. Yeah. That's that's what it feels like. You know, it's just, yeah, like you said, it's just, it's terrible. And I think it's heartbreaking.
0: It's such an interesting common, I just keep, whenever it gets brought up, it doesn't get brought up often, but when it does get brought up every woman is like oh yeah that was horrible the worst yeah. bill i ever paid right
1: it is it's probably my worst bill i've ever paid
0: yeah it and, is i know that for a fact <laughs> <laughs> yeah you just and and then add on medical bills can bury people quickly yes and that buying groceries and having other children and paying rent or mortgages mm-hmm. or you know and if you you have like we said miscarriages are often non medical events can be very early miscarriages um but the risks associated hemorrhaging mm-hmm. absolutely needs to be a trip to the ER yes it, it just it just keeps piling up and i know some women who sort of like you start to miscarry at home and then you like Hemorrhage, and you have like a DNC, and then you know, like Mm -hmm. you end up having, like they're trying to like see what would happen before, yeah, and you or you didn't know, or and you end up just having like cascading costs, and you end up paying for all of it, Mm -hmm. and yeah, it's a it's a difficult, really difficult reality. So, and it's actually the reality that it was that bill that morning, the 93 or $97 bill that I was like, if I could just make these go away, mm. I just start calling hospitals and paying for them. And my husband reminded me, we, we don't have all the money in the world at all. So I couldn't do that. But that's what I think one of those first seeds, there were multiple seeds that led us to be EPLA, but that was one of those first ones. Um, and I started talking to other women just with Similar stories and with good insurance racking right. up ninety five hundred dollar bills. Yeah.
1: It's crazy.
0: So, you know, like you said, two thousand dollars and you ended up miscarrying at home. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you have your follow-up appointments
1: and follow up blood work. And you no, know, I think by the time it was all said and done, I mean, we were probably close to three thousand yeah.
0: in twenty twelve who knows what it would be today i don't right and this article <laughs> i found is from 2022 i was careful to make sure to find something new i do think it's interesting though all around this time we're talking you know i found a slate article from 2015 there's some early stuff out there from about 10 years ago where people started and i'm not sure that it's gotten better, it's probably gotten worse Mm -hmm. um, as healthcare charges have gotten worse. One thing we look at too in Hillsdale County, uh, which we have great access here to OBGYNs and a labor and delivery unit, but one of the rural health crises are labor and delivery units leaving counties like Mm -hmm. ours. Mm -hmm. And so then you either have to go to the ER or you have to drive a long way to get Ob care, mm-hmm. but there are some deserts for prenatal care that exist. Yes, which just compounds the just compounds the um, financial burden. And the, you know we drove my my first pregnancy in Michigan. We were in Marshall. We drove an hour, like, every day, you know, for appointments and ultrasounds. Yeah. And we did the same thing. We
1: drove a little over an hour. Yeah. To, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And
0: so those are costs. Yeah. Of gas and of lunch. Mm-hmm. And, of, and we were doing that frequently. Mm-hmm. And we live in a small town where our gas budget can be very small. That mm-hmm. was not a budgeted expense. Yeah. Um, we don't drive very far Yeah. <laughs> most days. We're lucky. Yes, yeah. yes. It's very nice. <laughs> but that wasn't a budgeted expense. And so I know that has only continued to get worse. And we're lucky here in our community that women have access to medical care.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That is something that I'm also very grateful for.
0: Yeah. So, but it's, it's huge. So, yeah. So we just launched our medical bill relief program in October, which is a local program currently with the Hillsdale hospital, Mm -hmm. um, where we provide up to $500 for out of pocket expenses upon request. And the information is given to women at the time of diagnosis for all miscarriage related expenses, um, which is, would include, you know, ER visit, ultrasounds, ambulance ride. But looking at these prices, I mean, $500 is a lot. $500 is helpful. $500 doesn't even um, touch it.
1: But it's also very comforting. Like, Mm -hmm. that would have been a very comforting thing to feel like if I were to receive that. Right. I mean, that's a great loving, caring gift for a mom.
0: Right. And so I would love to see a world where we can (laughs) pay all of the bills. Right, (laughs) yes. And and, and these programs start everywhere. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even have to be by us. This is something I would just love to see, you know, sort of in the way we have a culture that like with other medical diagnoses, families and friends rally. I think it's important too for... I'm excited about what we're doing. But I think it's important, too, for churches and for communities to know that this is very expensive. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes churches don't know what to do. Mm -hmm.
1: And think of it more as an emotional Mm -hmm. and physical. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Maybe more of a physical experience. Right. Not thinking, like, beyond Right. What comes after.
0: Right. And this is one of those things that depending on your community and the and the availability, but that that realizing like, no, this is gonna be an emotional and physical and financial and yes. spiritual burden. Oh yes. And if it's either appropriate for the church themselves, if that's the way they minister to their families, mm. um, or if it's appropriate for fundraisers and work with the family on what they're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the things, one of the questions to ask or one of the things to just assume. <laughs> that, You know, no, we understand that this can be an expensive process and mm-hmm. we want to offer you this gift. Any sort of community can, can do that. Right. So I really encourage other people to realize
1: And that's kind of been one of our missions, right? Yeah. To reach out to um, our community, our local churches, things of that nature.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think while we're talking about the awareness, yeah, we want to help others help others. Mm -hmm. We're not in this alone. And way more is going to get done. I think one of the interesting things about awareness, back to this article we were reading, the Erin Schultz in this article, she was a personal finance expert, mm. and says that she was unprepared for the high cost of miscarriage, mm. and she just didn't didn't know, didn't assume. So, it's a still not a well talked about. No, it's, it's not talking about financial need is not.
1: It's very personal. personal. Yeah. It's a very personal subject, I feel like, because for us, I remember setting up a payment plan. Mm-hmm. I don't know, for so many years. <laughs> I remember when that last bill was paid off. I think I did a two year payment plan. I don't know. Wow. Um, yeah. So it was like, praise God that now this is officially like, I feel like I have
0: completed everything. It's like it was behind just like this, you, drawn out process. Right. Right. And I think if you choose to bury, if you choose, and it's mm-hmm. not something, you know, we have life insurance on our loved ones, on ourselves. <laughs> um, some people prepay their funerals. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something that, that you know is unfortunately expensive. It's not something you think about. And it also, like we've talked about, sometimes happens young, sometimes happens oh, older. Mm-hmm um but if you're young you may not have a good healthy emergency plan if you're older you may be so you know i look at us on the other side now where we have kids and houses and school yeah, and yeah. and cars it's all the <laughs> things so food. many things to pay for mm-hmm. um so it's never it's never easy and then one last thing is you know she talks about like fertility treatments if the testing comes back and says you know, that's where those expenses can sort of like linger on. I did extra progesterone Mm -hmm. with my two live births because, Mm -hmm. or with my one, I didn't with the second, but like there were extra things I had to do because of my history of miscarriage. Mm -hmm. I'm still managing my thyroid because of my history of miscarriage, you know? So like, and not that that caused that, it's just that my miscarriage led us to some thyroid things, Mm -hmm. but like, we address pregnancies different because of my history of miscarriage. And we were lucky that there wasn't some surgical need to, yes. you know, that all yeah. of my anatomy was okay. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all of our blood work was okay, but there's cascading. I have extra doctor appointments because of my history of miscarriage, mm. you know, like, right, yes. um, yep. So I get eight week ultrasounds or six week mm-hmm. ultrasound, mm-hmm. you know, I get in, earlier than right depending on the provider but so there's all of these things that I still yeah it's um, just like a continuous <laughs> I don't know just seems to
1: sometimes never end right yeah
0: yeah and for some families it's even more you know mm-hmm. we've been lucky that it's sort of those you know it sort of solved itself with the simple you know thyroid treatment is not mm-hmm. super expensive but sometimes there's really expensive mm mm-hmm. Options out there,
1: so I just think bringing awareness to this topic is so important. Yeah, because miscarriage, like I said, is just—it's more than the emotional, physical. It's also financial, and just important to reach out to those who might be.
0: Well, and financial burdens loss. can cause emotional, yes, and spiritual burdens, yes, spiritual as well. Um, yes. you know, and and you know, most common you know, marriage fight, right. Mm-hmm. Can be fine. Like finances yeah. can, mm-hmm. can, they're just, yeah. Can destroy a marriage from the inside out. And that financial burden can affect everything. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's really important. Yeah. That we keep talking about it. I would love our listeners to share any story. Either you want to share about your own story. We always need blog posts. I think that's one way we can raise awareness anything you're willing to share, the more we get it out there. Um, Also, I'd love to hear any ideas and ways that we can continue to help families in this way Mm. and, or any ways that others can continue to help families. Uh, So we would love to hear from you. You can always email us at miscarriagecare at gmail.com or leave some comments, but we're, we're very glad we're very glad you're listening. Yes. <laughs> and we're share, share this podcast right now. I think this is a just sort of rally cry, continuing rally cry for awareness mm-hmm. um, and for families that it can be an ongoing burden. Thank you for listening to Hope Blooms, a podcast from the Early Pregnancy Loss Association. To learn more about how we and you can support women suffering early pregnancy loss, visit our website at miscarriagecare.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for listening.